0: Oh Matt has donated that tweet to us. So I will just Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just go I'll just go on the account. Oh, I've
1: just seen we've gone up to 68. We might get oh. a second 69th.
0: <laughs> oh, nice one. Nice one. See, I thought I thought begging on Twitter would help. It's, it's always worth a
1: shot. Come on, if you want to be in our core group of fans, you know, you got to really prove it now early on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate when it doesn't... That's like the worst computer thing, isn't it? When you're like, oh, it's being slow, I'll close something. And then it's slow yeah. closing the thing. <laughs> Although, again, now Microsoft Paint isn't closing. Okay, now it is. It's cool.
1: <laughs> the pinnacle of a graphic design technology.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You know, it just really... Your computer just gets fucked by microsoft paint like it just takes so much uh hard drive processing i don't know know what the words are computer
1: words yeah
0: yeah yeah okay i'll just check the patreon see who our new follower is if it's anyone we know we're a film podcast steve watson i i think i know that is some like trade union guy all right slugs melt i'm not recording hang on (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> False start right, okay <laughs>
2: Okay, let's go. Opposing the government and opposing the conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent. whatsoever. Well We know who the hard left are we're in the you know ascendancy within the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing the hard left agenda printing money Nationalisation without compensation. Hard left wing position. Hard left. the hard left. The hard left. And the hard left. The hard left. The hard left. hard left. hard left. The hard left. The hard left. The hard left. The hard left. hard left. hard left. hard left. hard left. left. hard left. The hard left
0: Alright, slugs, melts, tossers, trots and toads, it's us at The Real Politics Podcast, Jack and Yair specifically, Laura's still on a break for personal reasons, Tom is off in Australia, and uh, more news on Tom later, but Yair and I are uh, keeping the show going so to speak, not just so to speak, quite literally, the two of us are sitting down and recording new episodes of the show.
1: Chugging along, getting that content, content and contempt out
0: there. Exactly, we are, after all, the contempt providers, as I believe our last two-man episode, well, our last two-man episode with me and you was titled, because our last episode was a two-man episode with me and Tom. Yeah, so I just wanted to start by saying you fucking cunts, you fucking traitors, you, fucking, you <laughs> fucking flinching coward bastard scum what the fuck have you done we had, we had not alright so for a time we had 69 followers on Patreon, 69 this was perfect, then some other fucker followed us got up to 70 not three people have unfollowed us uh, on, on uh, they've unsubscribed from our Patreon just before I filled in the tax form that allows us to actually get money from it.
2: <laughs> 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 they,
0: they, they got our three free premium episodes that not so well not free. Our, our three premium episodes that we've released so far on there. They took the fucking money of the content. They took the content and ran. I think it's disgraceful. What do you think, Yaya?
1: Absolute disgrace. I mean, who, whoever first, you know, ruined the perfect number by getting us up to 70, that's a disgrace. And then yeah, you're a to, and lose, to lose three people and go down to 67. I mean, the one-plus side is we get to hit 69 again.
0: It, it's I mean, true. Yeah, how many people can say that? They get, they get to, you know, hit 69 multiple times.
1: Well, I... I Hopefully a lot of people do in their
0: lifetimes, you know? Um. (laughs) Well, of course, in some senses of the words. But in terms of, you know, the most prosaic sense, in terms of age, you know, Jeremy Corbyn is 69 this year. Or was it it last year? Anyway, he's not going to turn 69 again. That's what I'm saying. That's That's true. That's 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 what I'm saying, yeah. So... A little bit of news. There were some remarks made by Tom on the last episode that have resulted in his sacking from the show. Very sad, but
2: <laughs> on the other
0: hand, we've been looking for an excuse to push him out for a while. And now we've finally got our way. Tom very, very offensively libeled Norwich City Football Club or slandered them. Would it be? I'm not a lawyer. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Tom called all Norwich uh, City fans Tories. Yes.
1: Uh, and I will say, I heard that audio tape reply that we got. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I felt
1: like I was I was a caveman and you were just playing some kind of Osama Bin Laden hostage tape. And I just like, I have no idea what these sides are that you're talking about. I don't know what the context or the the history of friction between the two adversaries are, um, but I see some very definite malice there.
0: You know. um. Yeah. Well, now you've got the context. Basically, Tom called Norwich City football club fans tourists. No, I, I, I... What
1: I was alluding to is I don't know anything about football, mate. uh... Oh,
0: I see, yeah. Well, I have to agree with you. I saw a lot of Bin Laden in the tape that Juliet Jake sent us. It came wrapped up in a... It was a sort of grotty parcel with somebody's little (laughs) finger in there as well. I presume Tom's. Maybe he's not in Australia after all. But yeah, we we did receive an email from the... uh, Do you think
1: we might have been infiltrated as he turned over access to his account?
0: Oh, God. Well, you know what? I did find myself suspiciously logged. Oh, my God. You know what? This so-called Tom must be behind our lost followers. That's it. That's it. God damn it! So yeah. Anyway, we, we we promised that we would give the Revolutionary Soviet Caucus of Norwich City fans a right to reply on the show. So here is RSC of NCFCS Juliet Jakes's Bin Laden-style broadcast that she sent us.
3: Hello, this is the Revolutionary Soviet Caucus of Norwich City supporters with a message for the Real Politic podcast if that is your real double-barrelled name. It has come to our attention that on your recent episode about Ian Dale's so-called Left Power List 2013, Tom Foster called all Norwich City fans Tories. You would think that Mr Foster, having recently played Tim Farron in the real politic radio play Tim Peaks, Farron Walk With Me, would understand that people who are already saddled with a bright yellow colour scheme and a weird rubbish bird for a logo, have enough to contend with, and that he would support a club that won the Milk Cup in 1985. Sadly, such sympathy has not been forthcoming, and Mr Foster sees fit to tar all Norwich City fans with such a brush, just because Ed Balls and Delia Smith are on the board, and just because the supporters sing about unemployment whenever we play Liverpool, and still go on about Tony Martin 20 years after the event. Unless there is a full and frank on-air apology from Mr Foster, or Mr Farron, we will be forced to form an alliance with Ed Ball's FBP mates to initiate the kind of Twitter pylon usually only seen whenever a young, female socialist has the temerity to tweet about anything. There will be Oz going on about Venezuela. Spooner taking a break from appearing on the Kaiser Report on Russia Today to go back through millions of year-old tweets to find out which school you went to. There will be Elephant and Malteser, accusing you of being controlled by Seamus Milne, accusing him of being controlled by Vladimir Putin, accusing him of being controlled by Vladimir Illich Lenin. There will be Jimmy Bollock, spaffing up your mentions with takes so stupid that even drugstore culture would be embarrassed to publish them. And if all that doesn't force you to repent, we'll send Raphael Bear round to kick your heads in. And his shoes aren't shaped like feet, so who knows what will happen. Viva Norwich City. Viva the Revolution.
0: So this was attached to an email saying, Dear Mr. Frain Reed, I've been asked to deliver this message to the Real Politic Podcast from a revolutionary Soviet caucus of Norwich City FC supporters. It regards the recent, despicable allegations made by the hated Tom Foster on your programme and demands that they be retracted. We look forward to hearing from you shortly and have noted the double barreled name. (laughs) I replied, actually. I said, Hi, Juliet. Many thanks for sharing this Bin Laden-style address with us. As a serious media outlet committed to political balance and the representation of a plurality of opinion and, of course, the bipartisan marketplace of ideas, we will, of course... Grant you right of reply and play your recorded message on the show, although we will first, of course, run it past our legal team, Twitter user at banebutwoke, and MI5. (laughs) Thank you for keeping us abreast of these new developments in the response to our latest episode. There is a chance that Mr Foster was ordered to say the libel in question in a WhatsApp group by Mr S Milne, but we have proved unable to get hold of either. Perhaps they are in Russia... I asked if she'd sent Raphael Bear round to break Tom's legs already and said my condolences regarding Tom's rhetorical murder of your football team, Jack. And <laughs> then Juliet sent me a final response, after which I again called MI5. says, we have sent Raphael Bear to find you using an address kindly supplied by our friends at the Daily Mail, but we got some cryptic message from him saying he was having some problems with his shoes. Any idea? what this might be. And of course, I switched out Raphael Bear's trademark loafers for um, a pair of bizarrely feet shaped shoes. Uh, and I've heard he, he's very confused and has been kind of staring uh, into his shoes for <laughs> the, the best part of a week. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's a correspondence sorted out. Again, thank you, Juliet, for your uh, terrorist message. And we
1: always love the fan mail, whether
0: it's uh, love or hate. But... <laughs> Do not send us any fan mail. We are warning you with peace <laughs> and love. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I wasn't sure how to respond. It was rather like in that scene in the public domain television program, Father Ted, you know, the one that wasn't written by anyone no one knows who wrote it yeah Yeah. it was rather like that scene where they to work out how to rescue Dougal from the bomb they watch um speed with Keanu Reeves (laughs) Uh, I I I sat down and I was like fuck what do I do and then I remembered that in the 2008 Ben Stiller Hollywood war comedy thing Tropic Thunder that they get captured by terrorists and so i sat down and watched um, the two-hour director's cut of tropic thunder to uh, to pr- prepare myself for negotiating of terrorists and of course it features a performance by america's sweetheart tom cruise and mr cruise actually does provide some valuable advice which is he gets on the phone to the terrorists and well i just played a clip
3: Then you kill him. Do your thing. Skin the fucking bastard. Go to town, man. Go to town. No. In the meantime, and as usual, go fuck yourself.
2: No. We don't negotiate with terrorists.
0: He tells them to fuck themselves and uh, he says, no, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And then everyone starts, all his uh, sycophantic staff start clapping him. (laughs) So, yeah, sorry, Juliet. Fuck off. (laughs) Kill Tom if you must. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get Raphael Bear to kick his head in. We don't care. Me and Yaya can do this without him. I I know, I know we will not capitulate to terrorist demands. Thank you, RR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Um. what else is... That? George H.W. Bush died in in the last couple of yes. Yesterday. Yesterday. He died yesterday.
1: Yes, it was recently. You said great, about that?
0: Great stuff. <laughs> great American hero. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm, I... I
1: I I sound really sad so I must be
0: (laughs) a man man who
1: uh, who, uh, oh man the endless news stories about will Donald Trump retract his comments about George H.W. Bush Uh, (laughs) what I I I don't give a shit if they hate each other
0: I thought um, so. One of them's dead. Doesn't change anything. Trump had <laughs> a lot of nice things to say about George H. W. Bush. Um, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> when, when, when he died, I think, and he said he will go to his funeral. But you know, I, I mean, I, I think you know, is Trump really, uh, really fit to stand next to a man who, uh, you know, who, 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 um, uh, I'm trying to think of his his, his accomplishments here who uh, crossed the, <laughs> reached across the bipartisan marketplace of ideas, who uh, who, something-something uh, around the time of our conflict with Saddam and the Iraqis.
1: Now, this here story I'm about to unfold took place back in the early 90s, just about the time of our
2: conflict with Saddam and the Iraqis. This will not stand, this aggression against uh, Kuwait.
0: I can largely think about the first Gulf War In terms of the Big Lebowski And uh, (laughs) uh, we will not tolerate this aggression, man This aggression will not stand Uh, What else did he do? Oh yeah, he remained a fucking gropey perv Right till the very end (laughs) So, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, so yeah, no, actually but... Trump should go to his funeral. I think they've got a lot in common. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they can all
1: go fuck themselves. The whole Bush family, Donald Trump. <laughs>
0: They'll be meeting up again. At Jeb Bush's funeral in a few years, you'll just hear this ghostly whisper running through the ceremony. Just a, please clap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world.
2: Please clap. Oh, no.
0: what else has happened then so yeah george hw bush died harry leslie smith died which was very sad very nice man
2: yes
0: uh, good politics uh war veteran who didn't like war which all the centrists fucking hated because they like their war veterans dead <laughs> so they can't <laughs> disagree with their politics <laughs> um, we saw the resignation of Kate Osamore from Jeremy Corbyn's shadow cabinet because she uh, told a journal to fuck off because they went to her house in the middle of the night because of something her son did like a year ago. Yeah, they're very reasonable. I mean, I, that's just, it's just disgusting, really. Like, the press can just hound a prominent black woman in Labour politics for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks until she snaps shouts at one yeah. of them that she'll come down and hit him in the face with a baseball bat, and then that gets her sacked. I mean, I've got to say, it's a good job that the male never got a freelance journalist, such as Wayne Francis, who went to Tom's house,
2: uh, <laughs> to, f- to
0: find my my holes. Because I, you, Tom's a very even-tempered guy. I'm not always a, a hugely even-tempered guy, not always. So I totally get where Kate Osmore is coming from here. They have essentially, the press... Which means, like, all the liberals, as well as the right-wing fucks, they have tried to destroy a woman's career because her son took some drugs at a festival. At fucking Bestival, why, as Ellie Mayo Hagen tweeted, why the fuck was Ishmael Osmore arrested for having a bunch of drugs on him at fucking Bestival? They have safe drug taking kits at Bestival. Drug taking is so so endemic there. It's a festival almost entirely populated by like white indie rock fans who, you know, take more <laughs> drugs than anyone. But evidently there was something about Ishmael Osimore that the uh, security, they, they, they saw. There was, there was something about, you know, maybe the, the way he looks that they picked out this guy and were like, let's get him. You know, it's, just, it's, just, it's it's a very strange situation. But anyway, now you have all the other all snivelling Oxbridge media dipshits all making the same argument. When it's somebody from their wing of politics, if there's a long campaign against them and they are from any kind of group that suffers from social oppression, that is why they are getting criticised, you know, in the way that it will be interpreted in the media. And it's often the case, I think, with the attacks on the sort of Blairite Labour MP Luciana Berger I think a lot of it is people being really anti-semitic but I think there's no different in this case it is because Kate Osamore is a black woman because they know that since Diane Abbott went public with the sheer quantity of abuse that she's been getting and the effect it's had on her that they can't get away with doing it about her anymore they've gone for Kate Osamore and the same people who expect us to apply the most ...rigorous nuance to issues of race... ...when it's somebody from their wing of politics... are saying, what, 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 what's race got to do with it? They, they can't see how, you know, yeah. the original Daily Mail article... ...linking Kate Osmore to her son's actions... ...linked her son's actions with gang violence. I don't see how... You, you, I mean, you really do have to be, like, beyond thick... ...not to see how that's a racist dog whistle... And of course, because she shouted at a journalist, she lost all the sympathy that any journalists beyond a few on the left might have for her. When you insult somebody who is in the club... Not not to reference um, fifty cent here, who not in that club, <laughs> yeah. in the club, the elite gilded journalist club. It's a bit like the police. Yes, yeah. you know the blue wall of silence. They look after themselves. They look after each other. Absolutely. So you've got this kind of thing of Kate Osamore threatened a journalist with a either a cricket bat or a baseball bat. It just says a bat in the Times article. I presume it's not the animal a bat. Unless she's got... Good on them. (laughs) She's got John... Go get them! Yeah, no, Ah. seriously, obviously you and I think that that is a very good thing to do. But when they say over and over again, she threatened a journalist with a bat, it sounds like she's standing there kind of frothing at the mouth in the doorway, (laughs) holding this cricket bat, ready to twat them in the face. (laughs) Whereas from what I understand, she just shouted out of her window... When they came what, to her house a in the bat? middle of the night. Yeah, that she'd come down there and hit them with a bat of some variety. Oh. Yes, intemperate language. I don't care. And there's no evidence that she even has any kind of fucking bat. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe John Rental is sleeping up in her attic and he'd come down and drink all their blood. Something like that. <laughs> maybe that's what it meant. But I think that basically with the bat thing, they've gone to the angry black woman trope. I think they want right. they want you to imagine her standing there, holding this bat, waving it at a poor unsuspecting journalist who's only gone to her house in the middle of the night with no prior warning. You know, <laughs> so yeah, we've really got a good look at how craven, how disrespectful towards people's privacy journalists are. It was a journalist from the Times, by the way. Let me find the tosser's name. Um, and we've seen how they are happy to incite the flames of racial hatred. There is no doubt that when they publish all these articles and all the liberals wag their finger at Kate Osamore it emboldens the far right to live inside her mentions I would wager that a lot more fascists have heard of Kate Osamore now than had when she was just somebody in Jeremy Corbyn's shadow cabinet who by the way was really good in that role (laughs) like she was bringing a commitment to combat not just global poverty but global inequality to the shadow international development department and she was bringing you know a feminist perspective right. looking at how women around the world don't get the opportunities that men get so you know they brought down one of the best people in the shadow cabinet just by going on and on and on just long enough with their fucking moral crusade I, I, i'd fucking lose my nut and all. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's yeah. harassment And it's, it, you know, it, this is uh, If anyone has ever kind of, you know Known any bullies in real life This is what they do They rile you up yeah. until you snap yeah. And then they uh, use you They snap.
1: castigate you for snapping Exactly yeah. When it was yeah. their fault for winding you up
0: Exactly So the name of the guy Who did it <laughs> The name of the guilty, the guilty guy You should be, (laughs) the guilty man should be named and shamed. Here we go. He is some fucking cunt called Will Humphreys. No doubt, like, given the, you know, well, I say no doubt, but I have no evidence for this, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's, like, related to John Humphreys from the Radio Force Today programme, just because that's how the British media is, just this fucking Ooh, incestuous. incestuous, nepotistic cesspit, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so this guy has been hounding her, and then today the BBC posted a thing that didn't mention her bat remark. Uh, she also threw a bucket of water over his head
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah the bbc did an article that did not mention her bat remark and uh, i you know i think maybe someone at the bbc thinks he had it coming yeah maybe <laughs> yeah i mean we could go into this so much actually I, I just thinking about it i have a lot to say and it's not what we wanted to talk about today but it's infuriating it really is just so horrible that the british media can just throw their toys out of the pram and sustain their faux hysteria for so long that they bring a good woman down it's just beyond depressing you know they're a fucking cartel yeah yeah okay so that's a little update on the political situation george hw bush is dead Harry Leslie Smith is unfortunately also dead, Kate Osmore has been sacked and journos are a bunch of cunts and one more thing on the fourth it is the first anniversary of Mike Gapes' milk speech
2: And you have the milk that is taken from cows in the south and taken from cows in the north put together in the same factory and then it is mixed together with whiskey and it comes out as milk
0: <laughs> the milk anniversary so you got any ideas for how we could celebrate it yeah, yeah. um I'm sure I'll be drinking plenty of milk <laughs> drink milk, milk. Yes, that seems pretty good to me I saw somebody say actually earlier on on the timeline that they're sick of Mike gapes jokes and <laughs> made me feel really depressed just put so much energy oh. to, into cultivating this a Gapes comic universe, and and the, this is the thanks we get. I'm sorry, Jack. Yeah, well, 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 James. If if uh, <laughs> if if, if, you, if you if you don't like the, uh, the, the the Mike Gapes jokes anymore, despite I recall you tweeting a little while ago that you will never stop. Making Mike Gapes jokes? (laughs) Was that false news? Was that false news, James? (laughs) You're you're fucking lucky I've forgotten your surname. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Brutal. Brutally called out on the air. Exactly. What if you cause me to lose confidence in the Gapes humour, and then the people who do enjoy it they don't get any more Gapes humour because I, I've been disillusioned and demoralized by your offensive tweets. What you know, you know what, you know what? You're just as bad as George H. W. Bush. No, you're just as bad as the people who are un- who unsubscribe from our Patreon. You're
1: just as bad as that seventieth person who subscribed to our Patreon. Yes.
0: Yeah, what what do they do that for? Anyway, right, so that that's the news then. I, I I'm now I'm I'm going on strike from gapes related humor until people admit that it actually is really funny. So <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> sorry. maybe I'll post this bit on Twitter as a Sort of Fourth uh, December, it's like the Fourth of July, but but milkier kind of uh, celebration thing. Just a celebratory rant, yeah. Exactly. It's time for our fun Mike Gapes fact of the day. This time contributed by RP producer Tom Disso Did you know? On April the 24th, 2007, the Milky Maverick tabled an early day motion condemning Brian Ferry's praise of Nazis and his Marks and Spencer contract. Gapes' motion was as follows That this House expresses its complete abhorrence of the remarks and behaviour in admiration of the Nazis of Brian Ferry, who, amongst other comments, has praised Nazi parades, banners, buildings and films and named his studio the Führerbunker notes that his remarks add injury to insult in that they were published at the time of Yom Hashoah, when the Jews commemorate their six million dead in the Holocaust, regards his conduct as deeply offensive to the Jewish community, condemns the decision of Marx and Spencer to continue Ferry's contract as a male model, regards Ferry's behaviour as a particular insult to the memory of Marx and Spencer's founding fathers, believes that Marx and Spencer management are putting profit before principle and therefore calls for a boycott of Marks and Spencer's shots and Ferry's recordings and performances in protest at their behaviour. Gapes would likely be more sympathetic to Ferry's humble beginnings than his later fash-tinged rock star pomposity. Ferry told the Telegraph in 2013 that his father courted my mother for ten years, walked the five miles through the fields to see her and go back again. Because he had to be up to milk the cows. Um. Milk. <coughs> <coughs> Milk. Nah, uh, milk, Dying, milk. I'm dying of milk <laughs> Right, so it's the milk anniversary. And then we talked for
1: like 25 minutes about random shit It's like yeah.
0: 25 minutes, god it was mostly me talking as well, sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, nah, I
0: got some good bits in, it's alright Okay <clears throat> I once had Willie Corson on the phone He said he's all alone, so now's the time to strike Game signal. Dime hit the ignition, and the bull sung up to the van in the site. The cow's plenty sure, you good with Thanks, I practiced
2: a lot. But now we hot like Horlicks. Got a fence this livestock through Will, leave no trail for the bill. Hold still, this ain't no cow, nay. It's Will's horse. Better take it slow, cause The horse knows where it wants to go. I'm addicted
0: to crime and I'm jonesing hot right now Might just break me if you lost tonight Drink some milk taken from cows In my south and my north And then mixed together with drugs Put together in the same factory With Yaya up above In his office, busting business If that's a problem, he'll take care Waste his fucking time He'll tell you no, bruv I said you gotta go, bruv, yeah La-dee-da-dee-da Slop on me not Drink milk I can tin Tim and pop in a bucket. and make him a plus If I see your ass pop, it's gonna get bust Fuck wonderful one of a boo and you fuck with all us Trust, It's gonna get fucking messy, we'll see the control And make cake every to go down all the last tower like it as and boss So hard you fall off a fucking jetty That's right
2: It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's
1: crowdsourcing.